Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Levi's. Coming up on NBA Today, is tonight the night for LeBron, Wendy, and Tristan? They know LeBron well, so what they think will happen in a matter of hours. Plus, Clay Thompson, he went off last night, but all eyes, they may be on what the Warriors could do Thursday when it comes to making a move. And speaking of trades, the big domino, it could end up being Kevin Durant. What can we expect Brooklyn to do in the next 48 hours? NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today presented by Levi's. I'm Malika Andrews and today LeBron James, he is on the precipice of making history. I mean, look behind me. That's truly remarkable. 20 years of greatness. He is 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and becoming the NBA's all-time points leader. And he could do it tonight against Oklahoma City. I am joined by Zach Lowe, Brian Windhorst, Tristan Thompson, and the one and only Cheney Agumake. Brian, you know LeBron incredibly well. What are the Lakers doing? How are they setting him up for tonight? What should yeah, we expect? I think he's going for it tonight. Mm. Now, you can't control whether you make the baskets. You can't control how they defend you. I say the Lakers' game plan tonight is to get LeBron active early, try to get up 20 points in the first half, get it done tonight. I think it happens tonight. Would I like for it to happen? No. I'd rather against Milwaukee because Kareem got drafted there. It looks good. I would, wouldn't mind a hook shot like Zach said. I would want it to be Thursday. But I think it's tonight. There's some nice symmetry if it happened against Milwaukee yeah. on Thursday. But it feels like it's set up for it to happen tonight. OKC is coming off there the second night of a back-to-back. LeBron seems to be focused. Zach, what do you think? I think we're trying to speak it into existence a little bit. We want it to happen tonight. <laughs> I want it to happen tonight for the simple reason of if he breaks it and he needs 36, that makes it more likely that it's like a dramatic late-game basket. If he gets 30 tonight and he needs 7, it's like uh, it's a, almost a little bit of a letdown, although this could never really be a letdown. And, yes, it's not as poetic as Milwaukee, Kareem's first team. He did win his first title against the Oklahoma City Thunder when he was with Miami. Maybe there's a little poetry there. I don't, right. I'm, I'm trying to speak into existence. How many points away was Kareem? 22, I think, when, when he came in. And, and I also hope it's tonight for anyone out there that is paying $69,000 for a ticket because that's a big chunk of change to see a little bit of history. And obviously, like, we're going to the game, so, like, let's do it tonight. Let's do it tonight. Girl, I'm going to the game Thursday. I know, I'm going same to the here. game I'm next week. I, take a look at your screen here. 197 games with 36 points or more. So that's 14% of LeBron. LeBron James career games. We talked about this, Brian. It felt like when he was 50 points away, even when he was 70 points away, nothing felt impossible. It felt like you had to tune in every single night because LeBron James, he is capable of that. 36 points is absolutely not out of reach. Here's the thing. The NBA is honoring LeBron for this accomplishment at the All-Star break, which meant that at some point they looked at it and said, oh, he's probably going to get it around the All-Star break. I know that when we, when all really, really smart people were computing this at the start of the season, they were saying it's probably like, early March, and then we're like, maybe late February. Mm. We are in the first days of February, and he's doing it at age 38 on a very, very high level. So I would just say, if you're going to 
underestimate LeBron, especially in this season, you're probably going to get disappointed. Well, this is a huge week in the NBA because not only is LeBron chasing the all-time scoring record, not only that, but we are actually within 48 hours of the NBA trade deadline. And for the latest, we're going to bring in our ESPN senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, so far, the biggest deal that we've seen is Kyrie Irving headed to the Mavericks. He is joining them today. We expect to hear from Kyrie Irving later. But now, where do things stand with Brooklyn? Uh, Malika, Brooklyn and Kevin Durant, there's been a lot of conversation uh, this week, certainly since the Kyrie Irving trade, about what this roster is going to look like, um, how they can reshape this team around Kevin Durant, and, and whether this truly can be a championship contender. And I think there's a lot of hard conversations uh, going on uh, with the Nets, with Kevin Durant. The Nets have been active in trade talks think, all over the league, trying to see uh, how they can continue to improve this roster. They have a, a couple, three, two second rounds and another first round pick from Dallas in the Irving trade to work with uh, in talks. A lot of wing players, uh, certainly, that, that might be of interest around the league. But I think, you know, as teams canvas Brooklyn, and I think there's been no shortage of calls to the Nets about whether they would have interest in engaging on Kevin Durant uh, that they've been told so far uh, we have no intention of trading Durant. I think Durant has been told that by the organization, but listen, they went through this together last summer uh, when Kevin Durant had uh, questions, issues, concerns about uh, the Nets' ability to, to, to put together a championship contender and, and, and uh, uh, his desire to still be there. I think those conversations are ongoing now. Uh, again, you know, this is an organization that wants to keep building around Kevin Durant, uh, wants to win with him, uh, has him under contract for multiple years, uh, and at this point wants uh, to try to find some deals in the marketplace uh, that make this team better. Very interesting. So previously, Woj, Kevin Durant had potentially been interested in a union with the Phoenix Suns. What's the latest there? You know, Phoenix has a new owner, Matt Ishbia, who just was uh, approved by the Board of Governors yesterday uh, and is fully in charge in Phoenix and uh, plans to be aggressive and uh, trying to win with that organization. Obviously, they have a very good team uh, that wants to be a championship team. Uh, Durant had interest in the Suns last summer. That was certainly one of the teams at the very top of his list. And, of course, the challenge is to do a trade to a place like Phoenix or anywhere else, is there enough enough left over on a roster uh, that you're entering a situation where it's championship level? Uh, I'm told that the, the Suns, like a number of other teams, um, you know, had communication with Brooklyn, uh, but uh, so far the Nets are telling people uh, we intend to keep Kevin Durant, we intend to try to do other deals to improve our roster. You know, trade deadline is Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, we, we know all of this you know, can be extremely fluid. Absolutely. Woj, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. I want to bring it back to our panel here because Woj just told us so much. Brian, help me peel back this onion on what's the most That important. was a record scratch. The whole, that was a record scratch. And this kind of started in the league yesterday. You started feeling that teams were pulling back not every team, because not every team would be in the market, but teams that were, were talking with the Nets started pulling back, saying, wait a minute, 
we're not going to help the Nets if we potentially could get Durant. I think this especially applies to a team like Toronto, who would be a Durant bidder if he became the market. It would especially be a team like Phoenix. And even the thing about it is Durant has not said a word. He was at the game last night. Our Nick Friedel met him, and he said no comment, which is fine. He doesn't have to talk to the media when he's not playing. The, the league right now, the league and the top agents are waiting for clarity from Durant. One of the biggest questions that is happening in the last three days, what do you think Kevin's doing? What do you think Kevin's feeling? What do you think Kevin's feeling? There isn't a clarity. And now as it drags on and on without clarity, we're starting to see some gaps filled in. So I would say that the league right now, especially the teams like Phoenix, like Toronto, other teams like that, probably have the brakes applied as they wait to see what's about to happen in the next 48 hours. Kevin Durant might still be the best player in the NBA. The Nets have a pretty good team around them. You, I, I have the depth chart right here. They have a lot of good players. A lot of good players around Kevin Durant. Um, they have years on his contract, his leverage, as they did over the summer when they told him, we're not trading you. No matter what you want, we're not doing it. Um, all that is true. The two uh, phrases that Woj used in that interview that, that set off the alarm bells at me, one was hard conversations. Yeah. Hard conversations... I don't like having hard conversations in my own life. Hard conversations generally don't go well. And extremely fluid. 48 hours is a long, long time in the NBA. All of these teams who prepared to trade for Kevin Durant over the summer know what the packages were, know what they could have offered, know what they prepared to offer today. And as you said, you know, Toronto, on the one hand, could be a Durant suitor, theoretically, but on the other hand, um, has, has taken a lot of calls on OG Ananobi, a lot of the OG Ananobi teams would also just be like, OG Ananobi, forget you, we want Kevin Durant. So this looms as a domino, and yes, I, I agree with Woj, they don't want to trade him, they want to rebuild around him, they have a lot of good players, they're extremely active trying to get even better players, consolidate some of their current players, but those phrases, I'm with you, that's a record scratch, that's an alarm bell, that's a buckle up. Uh, for 48 hours. Absolutely, and I think one thing to remember with Kevin Durant, hard conversations, things being fluid. At the end of the day, the game is very simple for him. And if he's not in an environment where things are simplified, I think that that's what will dictate where he goes and how he is perceived. Meaning, you know, I think he's probably learned a lot from his stops along the way on what is tolerable at this point and what is not tolerable. So, again, the next 48 hours are going to be super interesting. Well, and the other thing that we talked about time and time again when he made the trade request over the summer and that Woj brought up uh, again is ultimately where Kevin Durant goes if, huge if, because, again, right now the Nets are not, Woj is reporting, not yet engaging in these conversations, but everything is fluid. What's the team that's left? Because when we talked about that potential trade that could happen, it would be seismic. It would be picks. It would be pick swaps. It would be players. It would be unlike things that we have seen in the past. And so who is left that Kevin Durant still wants to play with? And I expect that that's going to be another domino that they would have to uh, consider. Seismic is a really good word. Seismic. We're going to be hearing that a lot, I feel like. Well, uh, speaking of the trade deadline, as we approach the trade deadline, more and more names get floated, including Chris Paul. And he weighed in on his name being in trade rumors. Do not miss that. We're also going to talk a little bit more about the Suns in general. And then Kevin Durant. I mean, he's still very much in Brooklyn. But if, and it's a big if at this point, he does ask for a trade where makes sense. So our front office insider Bobby Marks, he is joining us with the answers. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. And in just a matter of hours, LeBron and the Lakers, they take on the Thunder. Is tonight the night for history? That's a new one. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby! <laughs> NBA Today is presented by Levi's, celebrating 150 years of the 501 gene. 
Let's go to the Bay Area because Clay Thompson, he made 12 three-pointers, scored 42 points as the Warriors beat the Thunder. That's the second most three-pointers in a game in his career, only trailing October 29th, 2018 against the Bulls when he made a cool 14, which is the current NBA record. And after the game, Clay was asked about whether or not he deserves to be an all-star this year. To be honest, uh, no. Um, if our record was better, yes. But uh, being two games above 500, I don't think uh, I should be in Salt Lake City. But uh, I will be an all-star before it's all said and done. Again, at least. So it's a goal of mine. And um, I'm going to show up when it matters most. I'll tell you that. I thought Jordan was magnificent. Um, one of the best games I've ever seen him play. He just was so under control. Jordan was controlling the game, um, just just uh, running the show and taking care of the ball. And, and then, of course, he started scoring in the second half when when that uh, presented itself. But he was just uh, he's brilliant all night. Now let's talk about the play of the week, the pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom. Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I mean, brilliant all night. Uh, the assists is really the key. And, and Clay looking like vintage Clay. This is what the Warriors need oh, yeah. today without Steph Curry. Absolutely. And I love this because what we saw, like you mentioned, was vintage. But you, we all know his strength. Mm. Clay Thompson has made over 1,400 catch and shoot three-pointers <laughs> over the last 10 seasons. Wow. That's the most in the NBA with... Can y'all guess who's ranking second on that list? Uh, Steph Curry. Oh, oh, is it on there? I feel like it was on there. Absolutely I mean, Steph Curry, who's just 185 threes behind Clay in that category. But also, y'all remember, Clay missed two full seasons, so imagine what that gap would be if he was healthy right. his whole career. But like Coach said, Coach Kerr said, Clay and, uh, you know, Poole, they really did their thing. So let's break it down. Roll me my tape producer. Who is it? Jaron, baby? I love it. Okay, oh, producer Kathy, too, and Josh, everyone wants to get some love. Look at the timing that he just needs. He needs a half second, how difficult those threes are, Jalen, and he knocks it down. But I really love this because Jordan Poole had 12 assists, a career-high night, three seconds, you see the clock, and watch this time. You see him wide open on the corner, Jalen. And you heard Coach Kerr talk about Jordan Poole playing the best game that he had. What he mean is he wasn't only focused on scoring. He was distributing. But watch this vision right here. We're going to start with the inside. Okay, come on, Thunder. Hands up. Be active. It's a zone. Too late. Nice little easy bucket. But watch the perimeter vision, Jalen. Look what you see here. After that last basket, I changed it. LeBron is going to get the record to it. <laughs> terrible. But with that being said, Jordan Poole does a terrific job of occupying the defender. Great Draymond. screen right here. Absolutely. And before you know it, catch and shoot from the corner. 
You got to love it. But again, right, without Steph, it's very important that Jordan Poole, I've always said it before, I think it said it last week, Jordan Poole, he ups his game, but I like that he's not just focusing on the scoring. He's doing it by assisting. But shout out to Clay. Okay, Clay, we see Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And, and Clay took it personal mm. not being named to the All-Star team, but I like his self-awareness. Young people out there. Y'all heard his self-awareness. Mm. He wasn't talking about how many championships he already won. He wasn't talking about what he did in the past. He looked at the standards and was like, you know what? I didn't deserve it. And that's why Clay's so beloved. And that's why he's a future Hall of Famer. And that's what he's, he also said. Guess what? I'm going to be an all-star again. Right. Can't and he's to going to be. And it, yeah. when he, he's a guy who just has to play himself into that place because he doesn't want to be handed anything. He wants to go out there and prove it. But you mentioned the standings, Jalen. Uh, Steph Curry's injury. The Warriors, they still sit at seventh in the West. So back here with our entire panel. Zach, I want to start with you here. What do you expect? The Warriors, historically, the last couple of years, they've really sat out the trade deadline. Do you expect that to be the case? Uh, it could end up being the case, but it won't be for lack of trying. This is the most active I think the Warriors have been since this sort of dynastic run began all those years ago. They usually sit it out because they have the luxury of sitting it out. Now they don't. As Clay said, they're two games over 500. Steph is injured. They have championship ambitions. Mm. And I think they've poked around trying to see – what they could get for some of their young guys. I know they're one of many, many teams who have been in contact with the Raptors. I think that was early in trade season just to sniff around what they could get. <clears throat> I don't know the particulars, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would say the most likely scenario is a small deal or status quo because what they really need is another big wing, right? The center position, I think, between Looney and Draymond is pretty yeah. well stocked. The guard rotation is very well stocked. Well, everyone needs a big wing. Those are the hardest guys to get. That's what they want. That's what they're probably going to target. But this is the most active they've been in a long time. Most active they've been in a long time. I, I didn't introduce you because when I came back to the panel, because you need no introduction, Vince Carter. Uh, do you think that the Warriors need to make a move? Do they have it internally? He said it. I was going to say they need a big wing. Everybody wants that Swiss Army knife that can shoot and defend and play kind of like Wiggins played in the finals. And, you know, he's not playing well right now, but I think, you know, you have depth. That's when they're at their best because you can rest Clay, you can rest Steph, and you you just hit hit uh, teams with waves of guys. And you know, I don't know where they're going to get it, but that's what they need, in my opinion. What are they doing with James Wiseman? That's what we're trying to figure out. Are you the number two pick? Are you guys going to play him? He spent the most time in the G League. Are you going to put him in the games? Like, what can they get? Well, here's the I thing. Mean, what, the that's wrong, the question. The wrong time to trade James Wiseman. The value is too low. They do need to maybe make some roster management because Anthony Lamb is a guy who's going to be potentially a rotation player for them in the playoffs. He's on a two-way. Mm. Every dollar that the Warriors spend costs $7 in luxury tax. Start doing the math on that. So trading a player off and then moving Anthony Lamb into a roster spot might be an impactful move, even if it doesn't get on this show as a major story. But I will say this. I think the Warriors are headed for big, big, giant decisions. I just think they're going to happen in June and July. I don't mm. think they're going to happen in February. Just because you said it, it's going to be on the show. J just because you said that. It was a reverse psychology. <laughs> Zach? Well, it's interesting you say this is the wrong time to trade James Wiseman because his value is so low. And I get, I get that. That valuation part of it, I get. He's also going to go into his fourth year next year. He's not, he's not a rookie anymore. He's barely played. And this is a team that's trying to win the title. If they don't trade him... It's hard for them to trade, like, fungible salary. It's hard to find who they're trading for this upgrade. The one guy, I, if I were them, 
I would come hell or high water hold on to is Jonathan Kaminga. I'm not trading that guy unless I'm getting a star back. That's the one I'm hanging up the phone because I could have major regret giving him up. But I get what you're saying about Wiseman. But when you say that, I think what you're really saying is I just don't think they should make a trade, which is a, a meaningful trade, which is fine. That's a July decision. I don't. That's my opinion. I just think that the Warriors' are standards are so high after coming off the championship. Obviously, they've had so many injuries this season. It's hard to see them just sort of toiling in the middle of the standings at this point in the season. It was sort of we're all waiting. When's it, the Warriors going to get right? When's the Warriors going to get right? And it's been wave after wave of injury or other issue that they've had. Uh, here's this week's NBA Saturday primetime matchup, though. You can see the Warriors on ABC and the ESPN app. They'll be in action against LeBron and the Lakers. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern. Coming up on NBA Today, what is next for Kevin Durant? That is the question that the entire league is asking. Our Bobby Marks joins us with the answers next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, I'm Malika Andrews, host of NBA Today, and the NBA trade deadline is quickly approaching. We'll have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five hours of up-to-the-minute trades and analysis from all of our insiders around the league. The asking prices are really high. Do you make a deal? Why would we assume the drama is over? Why would the Jazz do that? Don't miss NBA Today's trade deadline special on February 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So following this weekend's blockbuster Kyrie Irving deal, the Nets, they were a little shorthanded last night against the Clippers, but there was a bright spot for Brooklyn. Cam Thomas, Woo! on fire. He Woo! scored a career-high 47 points. He went 7 for 11 from 3. The Nets, they did have an 8-point lead with 6 minutes to go, but then L.A. ended the game on a 15-3 run to seal a 124-116 to win. But this young man, at 21 years and 116 days old, Cam Thomas, he became the second youngest player with consecutive 40-point games in NBA history, only behind LeBron James. But take a listen to what Thomas said after the game regarding the company that he joined. Cam, saw a stat tonight that you and LeBron are the two youngest players to ever score back-to-back 44-point games. Just any Bro? reaction to that? Bro? <laughs> I mean, that's... You know, that's a great company. Um, I'm glad to have my name mentioned with that guy. Um, even though I'm a, I'm a Kobe guy, so if it say Kobe, I'll be more, I'll be more, uh, you know, but hey, but not. Nah, I'm kidding. 
But it's still, you know, a great company, you know, LeBron, you know, he's about to break the all-time scoring record, I think, in like two games or one game, whatever he's about to do. So, you know, I'm just glad to have my name mentioned with him, you know, this, this young. So, hope I can keep it going and keep having my name mentioned with those guys. I mean, the Nets, they have to be excited about what Thomas has shown them, especially since Kyrie asked out of Brooklyn. But the feeling around the league right now is the current roster isn't necessarily the roster that they're going to finish the season with. So to break down all of the possibilities that could unfold this week, we welcome in our ESPN front office guru, our insider, Bobby Mark. So, Bobby, Woj reported earlier that the Nets and Kevin Durant, they're having ongoing hard conversations about the direction of the franchise, but they're not planning to necessarily trade him before Thursday's deadline, at least as of right now. But things can change. Things are fluid. So if things go nuclear and Kevin Durant asks for a trade over the next 72 hours, what are some of the potential destinations? Yeah, Malik, it's like deja vu again, right? It's like late June, early July when we were talking about Kevin Durant. And I think when you look at the board, we could talk about Boston and New Orleans and teams like that. For me, it's really about Phoenix, of course. I mean, they have, when you look at all their young players. So if I'm Brooklyn, I'm certainly looking at a player like certainly Mikhail Bridges. Certainly you could put Jay Crowder in there for right. trade purposes. You know, Cam Johnson is another player. I mean, you just kind of add the salary up, you know, put Dario Saric in there just from trade purposes. Remember, they have all their draft picks. So you can put it at 2023, you can put it at 2025, you could put it at 2027 and 29, you could do pick swaps. And then when you look at it from Brooklyn's perspective with Durant, that works. But here's the question. When you're looking at it, and Woj said it, how much do you want to gut of your roster? Bridges, Johnson, right. you know, Crowder is certainly not playing. Saric, all your draft picks for a player like Kevin Durant, and would that trade be there maybe in the, in the offseason for them? So that's the big question. But from my perspective, Phoenix has all the assets for a Durant trade if it ever came about. And we know that Matt Ishbia wants to come in and really take hold of this organization and the direction it's going. What do you think of this trade, Jalen? I think that if you're the Nets, you do not trade Kevin Durant. I came through this door and I said this before. He's one of the best players in the league. Why would you trade him when he got multiple years still left on his contract? And so we can put all of those trade scenarios up there you want. If I'm the Nets, unless you're calling me with the player that was in this year's All-Star game, I'm not talking about like a developing player. I'm not talking about no picks. Yep. Other than that, I ain't moving KD. I and Kevin Durant, by the way, is incredibly difficult to move, as we saw over Correct. the summer. Seismic. All right, you don't like that. You don't like trading KD in general, and I, I, like and I understand that. Yes. But can we let Bobby? Let's see another okay. one. Maybe if okay, you like, cool. maybe That's if you like one a little bit better, right. Bobby, what you got? Oh, Bobby. <laughs> well, I mean, here's Portland for you, and this is this is more of a, a, a Damian Lillard fits the type timeline here, and I'm just looking at it from all their young players, whether it's Anthony Simons, certainly Shaden Sharp. You know who is uh, you know who's going to be in the uh, in the rookie game here, mm -hmm. and when you keep on adding, let's just add up add up the salaries. You know we'll put up in, let's put Gary Payton in there just to make the money work. And then when you look at it from Kevin Durant, now here's the problem for a team like Portland. They owe a first round pick to Chicago for the next six years. It's protected. You basically would have to lift the protection off that in order to trade a 2025 first year. So you don't have the dra draft assets right now. And I think for them, you know, from Brooklyn's perspective, this is basically blowing it up and really just starting young with your two players and Simons and Sharp here. So 
It's, it's hard, Malika, when you see from Brooklyn trading a top four or five player for players that basically it's going to be a reboot. You like it anymore, Vince? No, it's just... <laughs> It's okay. I, but this know? this has to be what the Nets are going through in this right, moment. Right, for sure. Looking I can't at this saying. I can't imagine. Every phone call is like, okay, we'll give you this, this, this. And you look at that. You know, as I wrote them down, I'm just like, KD, Fortin, uh. I actually didn't mind the Phoenix package. You know, I did not mind that. Why? Because Kevin Durant made his, I mean, at least through the, through the grapevine, he made his ideas known that that would be a potential destination. I think Devin Booker is very similar to how he approaches the game with Kevin Durant. They go out there and they ball. They both are guys with chips on their shoulders. Yeah. Also, you return picks back, which remember, y'all, um, you know, owner Cy, he said that, you know, when a lot of the stuff was hitting the fan, he was like, I would rather have people that would go out there and play no matter what, what their name is, what their status is, right. you know, in the league, whether it's all-star or for all-NBA. I'd rather have people that go out there and hustle and play. Yep. So if he, it seems like he'd likely, you know, if forced to do a rebuild, get picks back, get a couple of solid players from Phoenix, and then KD gets to play in a place that is quite desirable. I don't, I'm not mad at that one. Well, jo yeah, Joe and Clara Sai, they want a team that's going to go out there and compete. But what I've heard from these two gentlemen is they would rather see Brooklyn go out and maybe make some other moves to keep sort of filling in around Kevin Durant, You don't right? give him up. Right? He's that's still so see? very dominant. He's still a 30-point scorer. Right. And also, people are going to pay to watch KD play. So let's make Bobby do it. Bobby, what team could they potentially engage with here to get some more pieces? For me, it's the Toronto Raptors here. I think certainly probably a potential seller when you look at as far as what they can offer. For me, it's OG Ananobi, right? When you look at him, he's got three years left on his contract. He's got a player option. He could become a free agent in 2024. That's your big wing. You started with Cam Thomas the last couple games. Joe Harris, right? That matches. Where Brooklyn has the assets here, right? We thought they didn't have him from the James Harden trade. It's all about draft picks. 2027 first from Philadelphia. They've got their own 2028. They've got a Dallas first here. So if it's three first round picks for, uh, for Ananobi here, and that's, that for me, if I'm Brooklyn, that's appealing from from Toronto's perspective. Can you go out and do that deal in the in the offseason? Enough. If I'm Toronto, this is who I would be looking for. Nick Claxton. Oh yes. You you want you want OG Ananobi and you want in draft picks. I want Nick Claxton back here. And and for Brooklyn, that might be a little bit too rich. Ooh, what do you think, Jalen? Do you like that better? I like KD with the Nets. <laughs> so as long as, 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 long long as, as he's still under contract, okay. that, that's what we can't overstate. KD has a couple of more years still left on his contract. And just think about it. If you're going to give up three first-round picks to get OG Ananobi, yep. that tells you KD's value, yes. which is why you can't move him. If yes. you're Kevin Durant and you are having these hard conversations and the, the Brooklyn Nets front office comes to you and says, okay, what if we went and got OG Ananobi and this is one of the packages that we're looking for? Would that make you feel like, all right, let's go out and let's go to war with You're these saying folks? Go, go and get another. Go and get OG. The, the package that Bobby just laid out, if, if, the, if the front office came to, to KD and said, this is what we think we're going to do, do you feel good? Do you feel better about those hard, hard conversations so that Woj reported earlier? And three first round picks Correct. for OG. Right. I do it. And, and, and KD. I would do whatever no, no, Kevin Durant no, 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 no. maybe say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring in yeah, OG. Yeah, yeah, do things to bring, help bring them over. Make him happy. And, and, and I heard you say that earlier about tough conversation. No, it ain't. And let me tell you why. 
He's still under contract. Thank you. Yeah. So it ain't. It's a tough conversation if you're trying to re-sign him like you were trying to re-sign Kyrie. He's still under contract, and KD's a baller. If he's healthy, he yep. gonna be in the lineup. Yeah. And if this is a circumstance, you're like, hey, getting OG makes you happy. Cool. Bet. Then we're all happy because at the end of the day, you retain Kevin Durant. Well, and KD ha- being happy is synonymous with the Nets' happiness. At the end of the day, that's, that's what they're looking for. That's a tough conversation. It's not whether he stays or goes. It's whether he's happy with the decision. I'll say one thing. Yep. KD's gonna have to understand. There's only so many guys that. He, you can go out and get mm-hmm. at the same time. So, right. yes, if you're stuck there, right. OG is not a bad uh, piece That's to bring a great in. one, yeah. yeah. Bring in OG. Well, we appreciate Bobby Marks firing up the trade machine for us. <laughs> of course, we're having all of these conversations because Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick. So, next on NBA Today, we're going to take a deep dive into what may be the most exciting backcourt Ooh. in the NBA. How will the Texas two-step of Kyrie and Luka work once they debut? Stay tuned. I know that. I can do that. Two-step Texas it. two-step? Absolutely. I want to see. Two in the break. Where it is, yeah. baby. Hey. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Magic Johnson is known for being the brightest light of the five-time champion Showtime Lakers. And since the end of his playing days, Magic has been a champion for minority-owned businesses. Magic helped to fund nearly $100 million in small business loans directly to minority-owned businesses who were impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. It's time for Putting in Work, presented by Upwork, the Mavs. They were a little shorthanded following the trade for Kyrie Irving, but Josh Green and Jaden Hardy, they stepped up. They both had career highs of 29 points each, and the massive underdog Mavs, they upset the Jazz 124-111. to But offensive firepower is on the way. Kyrie Irving, he arrived in Dallas yesterday. He could make his debut on Wednesday against the Clippers. Now, Luka has already been ruled out for that game. So either we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see them on the court together. But yesterday, Kyrie's former and current coaches, they both weighed in on the trade. My interactions with with Kai um, have always been positive. I enjoyed coaching him. I'll keep it that simple. We've had some ups and downs along the way. I've also seen him grow as an individual and be a better teammate than when I first met him. So for me, I'm always look at the good in people and want the good in people, and I want him to succeed. You look at the, his his journey uh, at other stops, um, just understanding he he's won, um, you know, where he's gone. Uh, and so just understanding um, we feel that the talent and his abilities to make us better um, – 
or, or something that we needed. And so uh, we feel that um, getting him is going to help put us in a position to, uh, to win a championship. All right, we're going to have to wait a few more days to see Kyrie and Luka and the Dallas Mavericks' new starting five, but we got our starting five here to show us a little bit of how this may actually work. Vince, what is it that is going to make Kyrie and Luka together so dangerous? Well, they're a dynamic duo. They can score and make people better, but they also are great in isolation. Mm. And if you look at the shot chart, you see here, don't look at the dots. Look at where they like to shoot. Obviously, on the left side of the court, you see Luka likes to shoot the ball on the left side, and Kyrie is great isolation on the right side of the ball. So we're going to simulate that to let you see what defenses have to see and cover in a pick-and-roll scenario because now they can get whatever they want. Now they pick a guy. Let's say they want Luka having the ball in isolation on, on his left side. So what are they going to do? Go to the pick-and-roll and say, this is who they want to target. Boom. Switch. 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 That's the good screen. Now right. Luka gets into his Isolation. Get to the back, Doc. Get to the back, though. With Luca right well, guess now, what? That's not what we want. We're going to double team, get it out of his hand. Swing it. Jalen, what happens now is now we leave the best, one of the best ball handlers and ISO players catching the ball with a live dribble and a shifting defense. What happens now? And I don't have to tell Tristan this. He made the biggest shot of his career mm. where? Mm. On this right wing mm. over Steph Curry to win the championship with the Cavs. I think back to so many game-winning shots Kyrie made on this side. And also, now you can't double-team them both. Yes. True. See, it's one thing. Luka gets doubled and triple-teamed constantly. Now, if he gets that double, he can shift it over to Kyrie. Otherwise, guess what? Oh, Luka gets to go one-on-one. -on -one. Cook one-on-one. -on -one. Cook it. Cook it. Baseline. That's the scary thing about it. As a defender, one time I go double. Well, guess what I'm, I'm not going to do the next time? I'm not going to double. I'm staying yeah. home, staying home. Okay, guys. I know you guys. Hold up. I know you dunked on me, but I'm going to drop a nugget. You know, ever since Kyrie joined uh, the Mavericks, mm. they are the number one probably likely isolation team. They're the only team in the NBA with two players yes, that sis. lead the top ten in isolation buckets. So, yeah, you got a bucket on me, but I'm going to give you a, yeah, she just a nerdy verbally, bucket. She just verbally <laughs> dunked on you. Yeah. Well, yeah. we already mentioned it. You're not going to necessarily see this duo for the first time on Wednesday, but tomorrow's NBA doubleheader. It starts with the Celtics hosting the Sixers at 7.30 Eastern, and then the potential debut of Kyrie Irving in Los Angeles facing the Clippers. Our coverage starts with the NBA countdown. Malika, I was so hoping that that rim was sturdy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope it didn't break. It hasn't been, been done, I'm big fella. This man. First time, right? I'm hoping on to. Come on, I'm ready. I'm ready to. Come on. NBA today, Devin Booker to be is back. Playing. We also have some Suns news to get to. Uh, Tristan, fix the rim. We're going to be a part of the trade. playoff teams. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Levi's. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Grizzlies, they have dropped three straight games. And after a confrontation between John Morant's friends and the Indiana Pacers traveling party, which was first reported in The Athletic, the league launched an investigation. And John Morant, he was asked about that today. Any sort of response to what uh, what happened there after the Pacers game over a week ago? Nah, all that stuff, you know, pretty much false. Um, it's been proven. Uh, that's all I got to say on it. You said you felt like the Grizzlies are the most hated team. We Is are. Is that frustrating? Nah, but we are. It's, you see it every day on social media. Anything that, you know, got something to do with the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, it's front line, you know. National television, you know, national people tweeting it. 
I honestly don't care, bro. I'm not, at this point in my life, man, I'm protecting my energy, bro. Not re responding to nobody else, not entertaining nobody else. That's what they need, likes and clicks. So there's that. Jalen, you've been on some Detroit Pistons teams that uh, I think it was fair to say they were maybe the most hated teams in the NBA. What do you, what do you think of what we just heard from you? I rooted for those teams. And you can't tell me when the Pistons walked off in 91 and didn't shake the Bulls' hand, you can't tell me I wasn't in that line. You cannot tell me. I thought that was great. But with that being said, <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies embody grit and grind the remix, right? And what comes with that is a level of toughness, a level of physicality, and, uh, and you're going to agitate the opponent. If Dylan Brooks doesn't play with an edge, he won't be in the league in three years. That's who he has to be. And there are agitators in the game. Now, you don't want it to go beyond that and some of the things that were alleged to have done. But this is who they are. This is who they're going to need to be with an attitude yeah. in order to achieve their goals. So... I mentioned the three-game losing streak, and then we also have all of these conversations that are swirling. As we approach the trade deadline, just, just walk us through this, Brian, because in December, we, we weren't necessarily seeing this from the Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm going to verify what Ja just said. I was talking to a coach, a couple, head coach, a couple weeks ago, and he said, my team hates the Grizzlies, hates them. But he said, you know, I kind of admire their confidence. I wish I could have, have some of that confidence on my team. There you go. Uh, but beyond that, Okay, beyond the swagger that they play with, this team is not good offensively. And they shoot the ball. They're one of the worst shooting teams in the league. During the stretch of the last 10 games, they've lost eight of them. They're 29th in field goal percentage, 29th in three-point percentage. Yep. When they have to play in the half court, they don't have the shooting. So the question is, can they, should they make a deal here in the next couple of days to get shooting? Now, what they would probably say is, we have Danny Green. Our midseason trade is adding Danny Green. And he may not look great in February, but by April and May, coming back from the ACL, he will be that shooter that we need. I question that. They have all of their draft picks. They have the 2024 pick from the Golden State Warriors. They have a lot of flexibility. I think if they are serious about this, they should seriously consider going out and finding another shooter in the next two days. I've been beating that drum for two months. I think they're, I think they're one guy away. I think they need one veteran proven shooter at the back end of their rotation, it doesn't have to be a huge name. It doesn't have to be three draft picks for this guy. It could have just been a, a nice sixth or seventh guy who can shoot. I've mentioned Malik Beasley as a guy who I think would fit well coming off their bench. I don't, I don't get the sense from them that they feel the same urgency to upgrade the 7, 8, 9, 10 spots that we seem to. So maybe they stand pat. Maybe they do nothing. Maybe it is Danny Green. Or maybe they're just going to save their chips for a bigger move, whatever that would be. But I think they're close enough. And the West is open enough that, yeah, they're young. Yeah, they're kind of hated, and they've earned it. They talk more than anybody. But I think they got a shot. And when you have a shot, even if you're young and it looks like you're going to have a shot for the next eight years, five years, it's never promised to you. All right, let's stick in the West here and get to the Phoenix Suns because Devin Booker, he's expected to return tonight against the Nets. He's been out since Christmas with a strained groin. The Suns, they went 10-11 in his absence, and the last time Booker played a full game, he dropped 58 points. So this will be a welcome return for Phoenix. Some news also for the Suns. ESPN's Baxter Holmes reported that Suns president and CEO Jason Rowley had resigned. Now, Rowley had been with the Suns since 2007 and been included in allegations of verbal abuse, retaliation, intimidation in the workplace. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds.
NBA Today is presented by Levi's, celebrating 150 years of the 501 gene. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, getting ready for LeBron James. Let's roll cameras all around. You're zeroing in on the all-time scoring record. Kareem obviously had the signature skyhook. When fans picture LeBron James as an offensive threat, what should they be picturing? People always talk about it as like my signature tomahawk dunk. No, he didn't. That's been pretty cool, and that came out of nowhere too. Versus Oak Hill my senior year on national television, I was just living in the moment. And did that dunk, and it became a signature of mine. The Akron Hammer, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've been a threat for two decades now. When you think back to that first NBA bucket you had, what goes through your minds? How nervous I was. I got a little nervous in my stomach right now, but you know, once the jump ball starts up, I'll be ready to play. I didn't know how my first bucket was going to come. It's going to be a layup or a free throw. I was hoping it would be a layup, but it ended up being a baseline jump shot. LeBron James' first shot is good. It didn't take him too long, fellas. Now, 20 years later, thinking back to some of your most memorable buckets as a Cavalier, you have incredible postseason shots. One second for the win! Regular season, I think about the outlet from Kevin Love. Oh, yeah, in Washington, that was incredible. Love, LeBron, and got it! Bakes it in! So what do you think about in Miami? Is it the lob from Dwayne Wade? Yeah, it's, it's probably the lob, uh, I mean, the lobs. Wade looking to LeBron! The window! Wade finds James! But also, when the silencer hit the nation and the world. Here's James, three seconds to go for the win. Yes! And now with the Lakers. I mean, I've hit so many memorable shots here as a Laker. The bus to be able to bring the game back to the bubble, hitting the game winner versus the Clippers, that was big time. Four second difference. course of my career, I've just gotten better with every facet of my game. I've evolved into where I do what I want to do. We were all just sitting here looking at the monitors off to the right, mesmerized, because that was greatness. That was history embodied. And tonight, it all goes down, Jalen Rose. We get one final time to say, is tonight going to be the night, and how's LeBron going to do it? After watching OKC defense <laughs> earlier, I say, yes, tonight is going to be the night. And is it going to be a tomahawk dunk? Is it going to be? It's going to be a transition dunk. A transition a dunk. Only I'm going right. down the line. What do you think, Zach? Is it going to happen tonight? I think a pull-up jumper on the pick and roll because that was the shot that they dared him to hit and the one that he had to conquer to get where he is. I love it. Brian. I say he's get 20 in the first half and breaks this maybe not even close to the end of the game. Number one priority, and he'll get to choose because they're going to be ahead, and he'll get to choose how he breaks it. Ooh. He does what he wants, remember? <laughs> I, 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 for some reason, I, I don't think – I think he's going to – Oh, you still, you're still holding I'll, out I'll for Milwaukee. But, 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 but when he does, it will be a jump hook, a version of the sky hook. Ah, Tanette. Nah, 
he's going to do this thing tonight. <laughs> he's going to get it we done. We go for it, and I think it's going to be, if it's not a dunk, because those are sometimes difficult in transition, I think it's going to be a midi. Because mm. you had the tickets. That's like why. A, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that's why you had the tickets. So do you? Come on now. I mean, I got tickets offered. Come on. What's it going to be, Tristan? I'm saying Milwaukee. I changed my stance. Milwaukee, and we're definitely getting the hook. Yes. First quarter. Wait, can you do that one more time? Oh. Get the hook. Oh, he active. As long yeah. as it's yeah. not on me, Chris. Yeah, he's getting the hook. Yeah, right. Bam, bam. Bam. I love it. Sure. You know what? I yeah. One thing I've learned is we don't doubt LeBron James. No. It is going down tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I cannot wait Somebody better sign to be in the this building man. to watch it. That's good for us. We will see you tomorrow. I'm ready. 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 I'm ready.